How do I respond to my coworker saying Israel is not performing genocide because the Palestinian population has doubled since 2005? Disgusting tech I had to listen to today. Yes, people in horrifying conditions actually have higher birth rates. Here's one thing I want to explain here. Doing a genocide is not as easy as people think it is. It's not just like you, you turn on the genocide switch and then people die. It's not that easy to kill people. That's why when, when, when hundreds of thousands of people die in one act like Hiroshima and Nagasaki, that's a devastating circumstance. That's like a uniquely evil moment in history. Other than that, it's not very easy to just like slaughter and butcher people because guess what? People inside of a concentration camp still end up having children, okay? People still try to survive. They adapt to those gruesome conditions. Having your population increase while uh, you are under horrifying circumstances does not change the reality that there is a butchering happening. It, it's, it's, it's very, very silly to assume that it happens like overnight. The Holocaust is a great example of this as well. It didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen like, oh yeah, boom, uh, you know, clicked on the, the Holocaust button. It was a, an extensive period of, of continuously increasing the, the slaughter that occurred over the course of a, a decade almost. It doesn't happen overnight, and people don't understand that. If the murder rate is lower than the birth rate, then murder is okay. Exactly. Surely there would be some noticeable shift in the age of the population that would highlight the fact that genocide is still occurring despite an increase in population. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder... I wonder if there's like uh, any indication, like for example, I don't know, maybe the fact that the, the life expectancy in the Gaza Strip, literally like a couple miles off of this made up artificial boundary is 10 years younger than the life expectancy in Israel proper. How did that work? How did that happen? They literally live right there. That is the greatest indication. Life expectancy being 10 years younger in the Gaza Strip than Israel proper when they are literally right on top of one another, have the same diet or supposedly are supposed to have the same diet. There's no, there's no difference between the life expectancy of, of North Dakota and South Dakota and the, and the proximity between North Dakota and South Dakota, especially on, along the border, is even larger than the proximity between fucking Gaza and Tel Aviv. It's 50 miles. This is straight up genocide denial rhetoric also ethnic displacement plays a role in this as well like deliberate ethnic displacement plays a fucking role in this as well if you want to understand the 10 stages of genocide one classification all cultures have categories that distinguish people into us and them by ethnicity race religion or nationality german and jew hutu and tutsi if societies are too segregated divided they're most likely to have genocide the main way of preventing genocide at this early stage is to develop opportunities in society for people to work and live together who are from different ethnic social national or religious backgrounds enforce diversity this will allow people to become more tolerant understanding of each other it works in the United States, public schools serve this function, even though they are heavily segregated right now, as they were even before Brown v. Board of Education at this point in time. But yes, this is why I talk about it all the time. There's a reason why cities are fucking blue. The reason why cities are blue is not because, like, uh, black people live there. Black people live in enclaves in the, so in the South. Those areas are blue as well, but other, other areas are not. Why? much higher percentage of the population in, in certain districts uh, uh, where black people live in the South, they vote blue. The population percentage of where black people live or brown people live in cities is much lower than a, a town in the South. Why? Why do they still vote blue? They vote blue because when you live in an urban environment, when you live in a diverse environment, you, you become more tolerant.
it's segregation that allows and uh, allow this kind of hatred to fester. Number two, symbolization. We give names of other symbols and classifications of ethnicity race. We give the name uh, of people, Jews, gypsies, or distinguish them by colors or dress and apply them to different members or groups. Classification and symbolization are universally human and do not necessarily result in genocide unless they lead to the stage of dehumanization. When combined with hatred, symbols may be forced upon willing members of minority groups, unwilling members of minority groups, the yellow star for Jews under the Nazi rule, the blue scarf for people from the Eastern Zone in Khmer Rouge, Cambodia. Sometimes we impose symbols on ourselves, like gangs using certain colors as a group's right, but sometimes backfires when they're discriminated against. Number three, discrimination. Number four, dehumanization. Number five, organization. Genocide is always organized, usually by state, though sometimes informally by terrorist groups. Special army units or militias are often trained and armed. Plans are made for genocidal killings. To combat this stage, membership in these militias should be outlawed. Their leaders should not be allowed to travel outside of their country where they may be able to raise funds or get weapons. Now, this is deliberately written in a way where uh, you can say this about Hamas, obviously, but also when it's a state that is backed by the United States government, like Israel, it doesn't matter what the classification is. The IDF absolutely falls under this category, but it doesn't matter because America will always block any effort from the UN Security Council. They can veto it. They have full-blown veto power. Number six is polarization. Extremists drive the groups apart. Hate groups broadcast propaganda that reinforces the prejudice and hate. Laws may forbid intermarriage and social interaction between the groups. This is literally happening in Israel right now. Extremist terrorism targets, moderates, and intimidates them so far that they are silent. Moderate leaders are those best able to prevent genocide, and they're often the first to be assassinated. Hmm. Or sidelined, if not assassinated, or sidelined, neutered, uh, like the, the uh, secular... Palestinian Authority, for example. These 10 steps of genocide is literally like uh, Benjamin Netanyahu's uh, direct approach to, to how to prop up uh, Hamas and, and funnel funds into Hamas and use them. Like, this is like a guide, almost. Preparation. National or per, uh, perpetrator group leaders in the uh, plan. The final solution to the Jewish, Armenian, Tutsi, or other target groups in question. They often use euphemisms to cloak their intentions, such as referring to their goals as ethnic cleansing, purification, or counterterrorism. They build armies. They buy weapons and train their troops and militias. They indoctrinate the populace with fear of the victim group. Leaders often claim, if we don't kill them, they will kill us. Hmm. Prevention of the per, uh, preparation may include arms embargoes and commissions to enforce them. You, we've already passed this step, by the way. This is the meta. We've already passed this step, and we didn't do the arms embargoes to Israel and commissions to enforce said arms embargoes. Um, at this stage, there are acts of genocide because they intentionally destroy, uh, and genocidal massacres begin. There are acts of genocide because they intentionally destroy part of a group. At this stage, a genocide emergency must be declared. If the political will of great powers, regional alliances, or the UN Security Council can be mobilized, armed international interventions should be prepared, or heavy assistance be provided to the victim groups to prepare for self-defense. Humanitarian assistance should be organized by the UN and private relief groups for the inevitable tide of refugees to come. We are already past this stage. We are now in the extermination stage. Extermination and denial happening side by side, as a matter of fact. Extermination begins and quickly becomes the mass killings legally called genocide. It is extermination to the killers because they do not believe their victims to be fully human. See dehumanization. When it's, when it's sponsored by the government, the armed forces often work with private armies to do the killing. Except in this circumstance, it doesn't even have to be the private army. And yes, Central Committee is correct. There are private armies doing the killing in the West Bank. They have armed the extremist settler militias. You are correct on that front as well. You're right. But um, the other side of the extermination in the Gaza Strip is being conducted by the state, by the military. 
Anyway, we've we've experienced all of the different stages that 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 are in this document already, and we're continuously experiencing it. People in positions of power in the Western world and Western media in general know this. They know what's going on here. I think that people don't understand that if they continue doing this and and you see polling numbers like this, for example, percentage of people who agree or disagree that Canada should support Israel against Hamas by political party. 31% disagree on the liberal side. 46% agree that uh, we should help uh, Israel. Con- on the conservatives, 44% agree that we should help Israel. And then the rest of it is 53% disagree. New Democrats, 54% disagree. Bloc Québécois, 60% disagree. And these guys are not exactly fans of Muslims in general. Like, think about that. Even the fucking Bloc Québécois is like, come on, dog. What the fuck are you doing? Uh, Sometimes the genocide results in revenge killings by groups against each other, creating the downward uh, whirlpool-like cycle of mutual genocide where the victims actually organize and commit a second genocide on the perpetrators. At this stage, only rapid and overwhelming armed intervention can stop the genocide. Real safe areas on refugee escape regions should be established with heavily armed international protection. The UN needs troops that can go into genocidal areas and stop the killing when the UN Security Council calls it. The UN may decide to act through a regional military force from organizations like NATO. Relief groups should be prepared to assist the victims. Except what's going on right now? The UN Security Council can't even fucking call for a ceasefire because America keeps vetoing it. And America is assisting the side that is conducting the ethnic cleansing. That's what we're doing right now. And the final stage is denial. Denial is the 10th stage that always follows genocide. It is among the surest indicators of further genocidal massacres. The perpetrators of genocide dig up the mass graves, burn the bodies, try to cover up the evidence and intimidate the witnesses. They don't really need to do that at this stage. And, uh, uh, you know, they're, we're, we're at the denial stage because America yesterday, uh, by, by John Kirby's own fucking mouth and also by the goddamn president, said that the numbers of the dead in Gaza are actually probably fake. That is genocide denial. As you noted, the Gaza Health Ministry is run by Hamas. But to be clear, the president in the White House, you don't dispute that thousands of Palestinians, many of them innocent civilians, have been killed by Israeli strikes so far, do you? Of course not. We, we absolutely know that the death toll continues to rise in Gaza. Of course we know that. But what we're saying is that we, we shouldn't rely on numbers put forth by Hamas and the Ministry of Health. That is genocide denial. I hope you understand that. They are already doing that. You are watching an ethnic cleansing campaign be conducted in 4K, pretty much. Or they're just fake. Yeah, dude. They're just fake, brother. Um, How can you explain to me how you think those numbers are fake, but you also simultaneously hear Israeli officials say we're fighting human animals and we're going to be indiscriminately bombing. Uh, Israeli officials go on television to say, I don't understand why people have any kind of empathy for Palestinians when they're all animals. That happened like two days ago on Sky TV. You know, I'm, I'm very puzzled by the constant uh, concern which the world and, uh, and also Britain, I must say, Mark, is showing for the Palestinian people and is actually showing for these horrible, inhuman animals who have done the worst atrocities that this century has seen and the worst atrocities that Jews have suffered since the Holocaust. You know, when when the United States reacted to 9-11, I don't remember people shedding tears for the Taliban or Al-Qaeda. 
Or when the Israeli government itself literally posts photos flexing that they dropped 6,000 bombs on an area that is is smaller than fucking Rhode Island. They are saying these numbers aren't fake. It is ridiculous to say, how does that prove the numbers are real? How can you live with yourself? You are literally a Nazi at that point. You are engaging in ethnic cleansing denial as the ethnic cleansing is happening. But it's not surprising. Many Western dogs had the same fucking perspective when the Nazis were ethnically cleansing Jews during the Holocaust. They wrote about it and said, ah, that's unbelievable. I mean, I know the Nazis are cruel, but they can't go that fucking hard. I mean, come on now. That's precisely what many in the Western world in Western media said. Not only has the Gaza health officials released all of the information of all of the 7,000 that have died... Time and time again, every single third-party verification group, every single NGO like the Human Rights Watch, B'Tselem, Amnesty International, and more importantly, the American State Department has utilized the Hamas-backed Gaza Health Ministry's numbers because there has never been a moment where the Gaza Health Ministry's numbers have been inconsistent. That's the issue. That's why everybody uses the Gazan Health Ministry's numbers until Israel decided that they're fake. And UN, it confirms these numbers as well. The only way that you can just get away with this kind of genocide denial and not be called exactly what you are, a fascist piece of shit, is because the dehumanization campaign was so incredibly successful that you do not see even the fucking doctors on the ground, some of which are Western doctors, by the way. Not every single doctor is an is a Arab dog in your mind, okay? Doesn't even fucking matter, of course. That, that you perceive every single person to be working in this monolithic fashion against Israel to, to engage in a mass-coordinated effort to lie. That's your fucking idiotic perspective. And it's no different, in my opinion, than the way that fucking COVID deniers operated during COVID. But you are a fancy liberal and you like reading and you you think clearly about these sorts of uh, things, of course. So you're different than the fucking uneducated, unwashed masses that believed COVID was fake, right? You think you're better than those guys. You're not better than those guys. The only difference is mainstream media feeds you this fucking narrative and then usually will clarify that it's completely incorrect but but you know the people in positions of power will read these fucking uh narratives out loud and it justifies your own internal biases so you just go along with it i didn't understand it to be honest joseph robinette biden the president the leader of the free world supposedly yesterday said that the palestinian casualty numbers are fake or that they are not good enough to be believable okay This is genocide denial. This is ethnic cleansing denial. Why? Because every single, every single source on the ground, Western-backed or not, uses these numbers and say they are perfectly accurate, okay? As best, as accurate as you can fucking get. One of the few times the State Department has questioned the Gaza numbers is because they thought the number was too low. Fourth paragraph, yeah, The State Department in the United States has always used the Gaza numbers as correct. These numbers have also been tested time and time again by Human Rights Watch, for example. And those numbers have been considered uh, to be correct. They've They've always been considered to be accurate. So accurate that the U.S. State Department uses it. So accurate that the U.N. uses it. Everyone 
including the United States of America, considers the Gaza death toll to be reliable. Could there be inaccuracies, especially when like active bombing campaigns are happening, when there's no electricity, when there's no internet, when everything is patchy? Of course. But the assumption that we should take what uh, the, the Gazan health ministry is saying with a grain of salt because, because uh, their Hamas-backed is fucking ridiculous is completely ridiculous. It's genocide denial. That's exactly what it is. And history will write about it as such. The best response to denial is punishment by an international tribunal or national courts. There, the evidence can be heard and the perpetrators punished. This, if there is any justice in this world, will happen. Tribunals or international courts must be created. They may not prevent the worst genocidal killers, but at least some mass murderers will be brought to justice. Why did they specifically use the phrase that was intended to be about getting Jews out of Israel? Ridiculous, dude. I don't know, man. I don't think that's how most people understand it. Yeah, dude. When people say, uh, from the river to the sea, Palestine should be free, including Jews who say that, okay? Like Jews in America or anti-apartheid activists, anti-Zionist activists say that. No matter what their background is, they're talking about ethnic cleansing. That's what they're talking about, right? This is ridiculous for two different reasons. One. It's ridiculous because it's a way to absolve the sins of the Israeli state, the sins of genocide and ethnic cleansing and mass ethnic displacement. The second reason why it's ridiculous is because there is no mechanism to do such a thing, regardless of whether or not there are people who wanted to do it to begin with. So it's already called into question, but there is no, there's no structure. There's no structure of enforcement, whereas the structure of Holocaust, or not Holocaust, but genocide enforcement does very much exist in the Israeli state. They're doing it right now. It's like looking at Black Lives Matter and thinking that it means uh, the great replacement, guys. This, and, and anger towards like any kind of sentiment that revolves around Palestinian emancipation, Palestinian liberation, and getting upset at that messaging and, and being afraid that it is like inherently anti-Semitic is no different than the way that white people get scared of the great replacement theory, the white genocide. It's not real. There is no white genocide. And yet there are still people who are genuinely afraid of white genocide. So what must we do? Should I take those people seriously? Should I act like white genocide is happening? Is, is genocide actually uh, being done by people, you know, peacefully coexisting and, and engaging in the act of miscegenation, which was illegal, and now it's not? What do we do? Why must we capitulate to uneducated opinions in the matter as an ethnic cleansing campaign is going on? If you look at the optics of a situation where, as, as Gaza is being raised, okay, and going, ah, I don't know, man. Palestine should be free seems anti-Semitic. Why? Because I don't know. That's what people say it is. Then you are not a serious person. Like, let me tell you what's bad optics, dude. Genocide. Let me tell you what's bad optics. Cops killing a thousand fucking civilians a year. But you are nitpicking the fucking side that is being butchered. The side that is being slaughtered and their supporters. How can you say you are serious about social justice when that is what you are doing. I personally understand that it is important in the Western world, if you are in the Western world and if you're advocating for a certain position, if you're advocating for Palestinian emancipation, you have to be very careful not to have your words 
be misconstrued. I personally despise when people go around and fucking rip the posters of the missing Israeli people. I think it's gross. I understand that. But I'm not going to sit here and spend a tremendous amount of time yelling at those fucking dumbasses because I know that this has nothing to do with the broader and more important conversation. What is going on as we look at 7,000 people that were ruthlessly slaughtered, 3,000 babies, 3,000 children were ruthlessly fucking slaughtered by Israeli bombs. Because at, that, at the end of the day, you know what you're saying in that moment? You're going, man, I really wanted to fucking say, let's do a ceasefire because there's an ongoing ethnic cl- uh, cleansing campaign happening in a concentration camp that Israel has operated uh, for, since 2005. But honestly, then I saw a bunch of dumbasses in fucking college campuses uh, say things that scared me from varying degrees. There are definitely, are there anti-Semitic people? that are taking advantage of these protests? Absolutely. Are there people who are doing ridiculous things? Ridiculous things. Like ripping up posters with missing Israeli uh, children and, and, and missing Israeli civilians on them? It's ridiculous to do such a thing. Of course. It's gross. It's gross. But you see that and you go, guess what, dude? I just can't say no to ethnic cleansing now. You're a fucking coward and a psychopath. You were just looking for any reason to to just say, you know, I'm sorry, ethnic cleansing has to happen. You are no different than Joe Biden in that in that situation. Over I don't think ripping up fascist propaganda to make you think what Israel is doing hostages. is okay is bad personally. No, dude, it's fucking ridiculous. You live in America, okay? You live in motherfucking America. We are responsible for this ethnic cleansing campaign happening. We're having these conversations, and it doesn't matter, even if not a single fucking uh, 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 poster was ripped apart, that people would... Uh, uh, people would still make these same inferences, okay? Because people are desperate to try to justify the ongoing ethnic cleansing campaign. But the fact that, like, that's your act of resistance is ridiculous. Because guess what? Those are still babies, okay? Those are still Israeli civilians. Like, think about the grandmother, that uh, the 85-year-old grandmother that Hamas, the Al-Qassam Brigades, released into, uh, into the Rafah border, Think about how kind of an individual she is. She has spent most of her fucking life in a settler colonial state. Understandable. Okay, this part is true. But she spent most of her fucking life transporting Palestinians that need desperately to get cancer, uh, uh, to, to get cancer treatment into Israel. There are decent humans. You're fucking ridiculous. It's fucking insane to just say, oh, sorry. Every single Israeli is an enemy combatant. It's ridiculous. The reason why I don't talk about it is because it's, it's incredibly silly to talk about it when there's much worse shit happening on the ground. And I do think that people talk about it specifically so that they don't talk about the other thing. They don't talk about what is going on in Gaza. But having said that, if you want to know, if you want to understand what my position is, if you want to understand what I think about things like that, I think it's gross. It's fucking gross. Not only is it gross, but you're also lending credence to the propaganda that you claim these posters are. And then you have dipshits like this. How does blowing up jihadists upset people? That that will never be fucking addressed as a as a as a disgusting freak-like way to to 
justify ethnic cleansing. Why? Because that attitude is one that the American State Department also shares. It's fucking ridiculous. I will not be capitulating to this fucking bad faith takes. Israeli poll finds 49% support holding off on Gaza ground invasion, uh, ground offensive. Nearly half of all respondents believe Israelis, sh- uh, the Israeli government should wait with its ground operation in Gaza, while just over a quarter believe the IDF should embark on the offensive immediately. Almost half of Israelis want to hold off on any invasion of Gaza, according to a poll published on Friday, in what may indicate a dip in support for the planned next stage of the counteroffensive against Hamas militants holding some 200 hostages. Israel vowed to annihilate Hamas in response to the Palestinian Islamists killing and kidnapping spree in the southern communities on October 7th and has been stepping up tank and infantry raids in concert with heavy shelling on the enclave. Asked if the military should immediately escalate to a large-scale ground offensive, 29% of Israelis agreed, while 49% said it would be better to wait, and 22% were undecided, the poll published in the Ma'ariv newspaper yesterday. The Daily said the results contrasted with this October 19th poll that found 65% support, 65% support for a major ground offensive. America is, once again, lapping Israel on its right-wing reactionary American government, not American people. Because the we saw the Canadian poll as well, okay? This is not a popular idea uh, for the populations. It's simply a, a, a universally adopted position by those in positions of power. Being honest about the fact that there have been civilian casualties and that there likely will be more is being honest because that's what war is. It's brutal, it's ugly, it's messy. I've said that before. President also said that yesterday. Doesn't mean we have to like it. It's hard to look at what he's doing in Ukraine, what his forces are doing in Ukraine, and think that any uh, ethical, moral individual could justify that. It's difficult to look at the Sorry. It's difficult to look at some of the images and imagine that any well-thinking, serious, mature leader would do that. There you go. He sheds tears for uh, dying Ukrainians in the hands of Russian forces, but dying Palestinians, you know, in the hands of Israelis is just going to fucking be uh, civilian casualties as a part of the war. There is no proper way to resist against an apartheid resist against colonial occupation. I just want you to understand, there's no perfect way to do it. That's why on the optics side, although I draw lines on what I think is like permissible and what I think is ridiculous and also uh, immoral and unproductive, there's a line I won't cross. And the line I won't cross is like saying, oh, well, from the river to the sea is genocidal. It's fucking ridiculous. They did oust a more brutal regime, the Taliban. There was that wasn't even a war in. There that was, wasn't even a war in. Wasn't even a war in. But is that a moral thing to do? They did get rid of a brutal regime. There fine. was celebration in Can- now, Good, fine. I'll let them bomb Israel and get rid of the a brutal regime there. How do you distinguish between <laughs> that kind of what you describe as terrorism and what they are saying, Osama bin Laden, who's a terrorist? Make the distinction. That's yeah, very simple. If if they do it, it's terrorism. If we do it, it's counterterrorism. Uh, that's a historical universal. Go back to Nazi propaganda, see? Most extreme mass murderers ever. If you look at Nazi propaganda, it's exactly what they said. Yep. They said they are defending the populations and the legitimate governments of Europe. People, I think, literally, what's that fucking famous take where they say, like, 
Americans only learn about World War II, and even then, they don't know shit about World War II because the the Nazi campaign against Jews did not happen overnight. It was a long approach of dehumanization that they engaged in while using one of the most antiquated forms of hatred. Anti-Semitism was already well established in Europe. It was already it was already centuries old at that fucking point. Pogroms had occurred everywhere. Like most people don't understand how that how that happened. Like, do you think the Germans didn't fucking put up a reasonable reason as to why they were combating the Jews amongst their ranks? Of course they did. It was bullshit. But from the the logical confines that they cultivated for themselves, it made sense. This does not mean that it was right. This does not mean that it was moral. It, of course, it was immoral and unjustifiable. But it doesn't change the reality that they didn't just go, yeah, I, Jews are bad. And everyone was like, yeah, I agree, actually. Like, that's not, you're, you're oversimplifying it. That's why it's really important to understand. You, it's really, really important to understand how the Holocaust happened specifically so you don't fucking commit it again, okay? That's what Never Again is all about. Let's now cross back to uh, the United Nations and listen to what the Palestinian ambassador have to say, Riyad Mansour. In order to stop this war, because it means more killing of children, more killing of civilians, more destruction, more failing of hospitals, more failing of, of being able to have the sustenance of human beings. And we will be with them, and we will do everything. We will continue knocking on the door of the Security Council. We need to go to the General Assembly if we need, and we will, and we will keep working with the Secretary General and the President of the General Assembly in order to stop this war against the 2.3 million Palestinians in the Gaza Strip. And we thank you as journalists in covering, you know, our story because some of the media, which is blinded with one narrative, is not fairly covering our story. Please cover it completely. Cover it comprehensively. Cover, cover you know, the massacres and the crimes committed against He's our right. people. He's right. Because if you don't do that, and, and no one is in fucking doing that, way, uh, there are so many outlets that just refuse to do that. And that plays a role in shaping public consciousness in this ethnic cleansing campaign. He's right about that. There's a reason, there's a reason why it's devastating when a, a lot of the mainstream outlets immediately take whatever the IDF said, even though they have shown consistently that they're in the wrong and have, have routinely provided information that gets quickly falsified. And then the people that engage in murderous acts are not even fucking punished months later down the line when they openly admit that they actually did engage in this murderous act. Cry about it, you say. Brother, I cry about it because I have a conscience. You don't cry about it because you're a fucking demon. It's fine. You will never be able to rest easy. When all is said and done, when all is said and done, when you put your fucking head at that pillow, those dead Palestinians will haunt you. And if, and if it doesn't, if you don't even fucking think about it, then you're a disgusting, monstrous piece of shit anyway. You're just a sociopathic piece of shit. Many of you are too young to remember the post 9-11 universe, okay, in America. You were either born after 9-11 or born during 9-11, you know what I mean? Like, you were too young to understand what the media looked like in that universe. I was pretty young too, but at least I had a decent understanding of what the fuck was going on. And, and the reality is, 
for me, as someone who had connections to the United States of America, who had traveled to the U.S. as well as a Turkish person, uh, watching all of this stuff unfold, watching the messaging, watching the media, watching... Uh, the way that, uh, I mean, a lot of people were captivated by the likes of Jon Stewart, for example, for a particular reason. That reason is uh, was that Jon Stewart was the only voice of reason in mainstream media at the time that was like very critical of the war in Iraq and the war in Afghanistan as well. So a lot of that stuff happened not directly after 9-11. It happened in the subsequent 10 to, to 15 years after 9-11. So a lot of you probably didn't recognize that at the time because you were too young. You're watching that happen right now. You're watching that happen right now. You're seeing how the media covers every step. You're seeing how the media operates in lockstep with the State Department. You're seeing how they try to reframe things that are happening right in front of your fucking eyes. The similarities are gigantic. This is why every fucking 9-11, I always love going through the, the cultural mania that was instilled upon the American public and in the West in general in an effort to justify the, the bombing campaigns that would start. And it is bar for bar the same shit that's occurring right now. They're whitewashing the atrocities. They're turning a blind eye to it in many instances or at the very least defending it. And also on top of that, anyone that speaks out against this, uh, you know, horrific ethnic cleansing campaign is cast aside and bullied, uh, bullied down. And, and instead of saying like, oh, you're pro Saddam, because that's what they used to say when, uh, when people would say this is ridiculous, going into Iraq is a ridiculous move. They would say, oh, you're pro-Saddam. You're fucking, you love terrorism. Fucking piece of shit. Fuck you. You love terrorism. You're against American freedom. We have to kill these people. We have to kill these people. Oh, you must be pro-Osama bin Laden. And now it's the same shit. It's like, oh, oh, you think it's fucked up to do ethnic cleansing in Gaza? You think it's fucked up to, uh, that Israel maintains an apartheid state in incredibly violent means? Well, you must be anti-Semitic and love Hamas. They say that, and then they take it one step further, where they like write think pieces about how, like, how do we deal with the anti-Semitism on the left? How will we purge these socialists uh, from the the uh, these anti-Semitic Hamas-loving socialists from uh, the Democratic Party? How do we do that? Like, the think piece uh, economy is is thriving right now. Are they talking about what's going on? Are they talking about ethnic cleansing? No. Or even if they do, what do they do? Even if they talk about ethnic cleansing, they literally will take the ethnic cleansing conversation, cast it aside, and place the same amount of emphasis, if not more, on what's going on on our college campuses. That is fucking crazy. Can you imagine? 3,000 children have been ruthlessly slaughtered. And we don't even know what the latest count is because Israel also shut down all telecommunications in Gaza as it's conducting a ridiculous bombing campaign still. And it is wild. It is wild that while that is happening, the way that people Either are talking about the situation, the way that people are talking about the situation, oh, well, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, there was uh, anti-Semitism happening in one of these uh, pro-Palestinian protests. Yeah, that does happen. Yeah, of course. Anti-Semitism is a permanent fixture in the Western world, okay? That's how the Holocaust happened. It is completely unacceptable. But anti-Semitism has no basis in this conversation. Anti-Semitism is a mere distraction in this conversation. I'll say it like that. Anti-Semitism is not how you uh, engage in, in anti-Zionism. It's fucking ridiculous. 
And no matter how much people try to tamper and clamp down on voices that are callous, voices that are callous, voices that are immoral, that look to the situation on hand and not just recognize the, the inhumanity of the apartheid, but are blinded by that inhumanity and think all matter of retaliation is perfectly just and they will fucking celebrate it not realizing that most people will use their celebrations against the Palestinian emancipation cause in the Western world. There's two different things. I will never sit here and tell a Palestinian optics sweaty. I won't. I won't do that because they're the ones who are suffering. But if you're an American and you're fucking running around thinking that you can be as bloodthirsty as Israeli uh, Zionism supporters can be when they talk about Palestinians, let me tell you, you can't do that. You can't be as callous. So I do make that distinction, but I also do understand that it's fucking ridiculous to hyper focus on uh, the 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 uh, hyper focus on like the fucking silly ass uh, takes coming from the, the left and and make it seem like this is the the major thing. This is what's motivating people. It's like it's anti-Semitism that's motivating people on the left uh, to to understand the dignity of Palestinian lives. Like that's what it is. Anti-Semitism is not it has nothing to do with anti-zionism in many instances the greatest anti-semites are also pro-zionist whether it be literal fucking nazis or literal neo-nazis and fascists in european countries right now that support the uh statehood project of israel because one they believe that israel's enemies are uh you know a grave threat to their own uh society muslims you know, they hate the hordes of Muslims coming in or they love a place where Jews can just go. So they're not their neighbors. It's just I don't know. Anti-Semitism is so fucking gross. I will never this allow it to I will never allow it to take root in this community. I will never allow it to fucking take root anywhere. I will always fucking fight against it. But it hurts my fucking soul when I hear from so many people that look to the ongoing situation and cast the entirety of the left and the entirety of the Palestinian liberation movement with the anti-Semitic brush. And for some, maybe they've been misled. Maybe they've actually seen, uh, uh, you know, definitely seen anti-Semitic rhetoric and that really fucking turned, uh, uh, that really dialed up a notch and they personally were uh, terrified of that, okay? I'm not discounting that. But there are certainly others who are utilizing this as an opportunity to just cast a shadow on the entirety of the Palestinian emancipation movement. It is being weaponized, and it is really fucking gross. Because ultimately, the the major point of contention here isn't that like Hamas is going to come and kill Amy Schumer in her fucking gated neighborhood in like the Hidden Hills or wherever the fuck she lives. You know what I mean? Like the real the real point of contention does not surround uh, uh Hamas operatives fucking sneaking across the San Diego border the real issue here is what is happening right in front of our eyes i'll tell you this much i think anti-semitism is gross it's disgusting right and i don't think we should turn a blind eye to it but one of the major reasons as to why i fucking uh attack anti-semitism is because the anti-semitism is one of the greatest ways to figure out that someone is a fascist and that ideology is inherently is inherently violent is inherently devastating and more importantly than it being immoral it also has taken root in places of power it is so crazy to me in particular that all of these fucking monsters 
like those in the Tory party in the UK who say gross anti-Semitic shit all the fucking time, turn around and be like, the left is the anti-Semitic ones. Guys, watch out. Look out for the left. The greatest example of this I've used in the past, the greatest example I pointed to was when Jeremy Corbyn was the leader of the Labour Party, the media was calling him an anti-Semite like in, in an insane way. I never strayed away from my message. I always fucking pushed back against that. I always said it's absolutely disgusting that people said Jeremy Corbyn is an anti-Semite. It's completely, completely and utterly ridiculous to say such a thing. Uh, rest in power, David Graeber also defended Corbyn as well. Uh, and many others did, but it didn't matter because like all of these prominent Jews who were defending uh, Corbyn and and saying that he's not an anti-Semite at all were completely silenced by the media. You never heard about them. You only heard like Zionists who wanted to defend Zionists of all backgrounds, Christian Zionists, Jewish Zionists that that completely fucking jumped on the the Corbyn is an anti-Semite campaign. Okay, while they were doing that, one of the most insane things that happened while they were doing that was when the Tory Party actually. Uh, uh, put forward uh, a statue. They put up a statue of the first female MP while they were literally screaming from the fucking uh, rooftops about uh, how uh, Corbyn was a fucking anti-Semite. They literally turned around and, and put up a statue to Nancy Astor. For those of you who don't know, Nancy Witcher Langhord Astor Wiscontis was a former member of the Parliament of the United Kingdom, the first lady of British politics. She was also a rabid anti-Semite. She was literally a rabid anti-Semite. Said things such as, you know, Hitler or uh, the, the Nazis had uh, good ideas about Jews, like things of that nature. So was there any coverage on that? Did anybody go, wow, the anti-Semitism coming from the Tory party is fucking unimaginable? Did they say that at the time? Of course they didn't say that at the time. Because while anti-Semitism is real, a very real problem because ultimately it's the it's the it's the one neat little bow to tie every anti-materialist uh, school of thought with you have to find the enemy you have to find a villain and historically it's always jews that's why all conspiracy theories even to this day almost always revolve around oh jews are doing it they must be doing it they control the media they control politics they control this they control that historically that's just how it's been I guess maybe it goes back to the original sin. I don't know, killing Jesus, whatever. Whatever these fucking psycho Christians think. But my point is, this has historically been at the heart of every fucking form of bigotry. Anti-Semitism is like the original bigotry. It's the most compelling uh, uh, bigotry that exists. And it has always been a rallying cry of the worst fucking fascists we've ever seen. So it is infinitely scarier, in my fucking opinion, that people can so callously deploy a very real fear while simultaneously being fascist them fucking selves it's crazy to me to see islamophobic anti-black anti-semitic fucking conservative freaks turn around and tell jews that they are fake jews or anti-semitic themselves for criticizing israel this is incredibly alarming